everybody. This is James. And Marco. And no no bill actually today, guys. Just a heads up, he is uh handling some personal um personal things, I guess. Is that so Nabil got a little jealous of my movie making <laughs> and he got up, took his shirt off, and <laughs> left his socks on though, surprisingly. Knee and decided too, he's gonna go way. shoot yeah. music videos now. So Yeah, so Nabil's out there shooting a music video. He'll be back hopefully by the next week, uh next podcast, but if not you know, we're gonna find a replacement. Basically, we just, we don't fuck around out here, guys. Like you they miss have to one the shirt, though. We we, we, we understand. It. Yeah, you gotta you gotta just we gotta we're looking for a slightly larger Indian man to take his spot. So if you know a guy, <laughs> just hit me up. No, just just kidding. No, no, no Bill actually he um he thought it'd be funny if he kind of scared us a little bit this pod. So he's not here. But if James and I close our eyes and say his name three times in unison, he may appear. He could be here. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I've heard uh, he actually still might be on, so I we have to be careful what we say. So yeah. I'm not trying to say anything, but I am in a dark room right now. I keep looking over my shoulder yeah. here, and it's I'm I'm sweating mm. a little bit. Keep seeing that no. light shade move, and in all honesty, no. Nabil's uh, he's uh, he just recently good fortune on his end, so he's just uh, could not be on this pod. But uh, we will have him back on the next one. Suppose he will return. He will. So if you miss him, just uh, leave a like or comment. And tell us why. Uh, so let's just get into the uh, podcast here. So it's just Marco and I. We haven't had a double one in a while. Just the both of us, two of us. Not since it. Chapter was that one. the last one? I want to say that? it was the last one. Oh wow! Okay, because we so... had John the next time that Nabil missed. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. When we did the vault. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because oh, I was like, man. "This is fucking terrible." I was like, "Yeah, sorry about that." God, back when we had a plethora of films to choose from too, and we were just like, "Well, why don't we do this weird one?" It's before Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so we decided, by the way. So what we're gonna go over here, guys? This is uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna just intro it in. We're doing a set of films here. The Welcome to the Blumhouse exclusive Blumhouse produced. I would say thriller, dark thrillers is how they describe them yeah, for uh, Prime Video. So without further ado, let's get into our reviews of the Welcome to the Blumhouse films. Is there anything on your mind? Troubling thoughts? Remember, you just say to yourself, I run my mind. It does not run me. Say it with me. I run my mind. It doesn't run me. Feeling positive? I run my mind. It doesn't run me. Everyone thinks you're crazy. Help me. I run my mind positive. It doesn't run me. If you do something really bad. How do you undo that? You just need to remember who you are again. Music is a blood sport. It's sacrifice. If you're not careful, bad things could happen. So right off the bat, just so you guys know what these are, these are four movies. It's a total of eight coming out that are going to be available with Prime. It's just that it's four now, four later in 2021. So it's going to be a total of eight. These are all, if you don't know, Blumhouse films are usually horror films, of course, as you guys probably know. You probably see that little uh, girl in the corner with a chair logo or whatever the fuck it is before all of their movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little ringish, a little uh, Blair Witchish. They did but, the they did the Invisible Man, didn't they? Yes, they do. So yeah. their whole thing is that they usually make films for dirt, fucking cheap, under ten million dollars. These movies follow that trend. Uh, these ones are considered dark thrillers, like we said. And the big thing on these are that these first four and the next four are actually directed by filmmakers of color or women or both. So it's it's opening up a lot of d- directors that have. This is uh, for a lot of people. These are their first time kind of doing anything. Some have done small things, and some have done like TV shows for the most part. I don't know if yeah. you went through that list, Marco. But there's um, 
there's a there's a pretty um pretty big amount of like people that i've never even heard of in any of these it, so. i think it, sh- it shows by some of the actors in yeah, some exactly. of these movies and i'm like i don't I know who these people that are too maybe they had worked with some of these directors but yeah like james was saying there's a lot of inclusivity within mm-hmm. this production company which is awesome it's something that i mean it should be like that everywhere so it's cool that they're leading by example like that whether the movies are hit or misses at least they're getting that opportunity yeah, and, I, and if anything, I, I think there's there's enough in these films that they build upon that I think future movies will they'll probably just get even any better. I would assume. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, the first four are here. Uh, we have a second half coming out in 2021. We have, I mean, some of these are pretty big names and up and coming. Like, uh, future films are going to be directed by Marie Lee Go, Axel Caroline, Gigi Sal Guerrero, and Ryan Zaragoza. So uh, one thing I do want to bring up, there are four movies total. We're, we're going to try to not spoil them to a point or at least tell you guys within it when we're about to do a spoiler. I'm not going to have a timestamp for spoilers, though. You kind of just have to listen and just be like, oh, okay. But uh, we're going to break them down. They're kind of, I would say, more like mini reviews and just an overall discussion of like what we thought of them overall. And then at yeah. the very end, just I mean, especially thoughts. we have four of them to go through. We're not going to sit here for... Two hours and and none of them are super com- our thoughts then. complex either. I would say, right? I think that's a true statement. Yeah, the, none of these of are, are... A deep dive. I guess, like you know, yeah, they're pretty straightforward for the most yeah. part. And some of them are a little different, and I guess mm, not necessarily supernatural, but just different. Yeah, I guess well, is the word I describe. Yeah, we'll I would. See when I would get to it. Yeah. Let's start it with our first review of the movie, The Lie. Hey, bet they thought they were gonna get away with this, huh? Excuse me? Brittany and Kayla didn't make it to the dance camp. Didn't the school call you? I know, Kayla's sick. I kept her home this weekend. I was sure they were doing this together. You know, they're with their secret plans. No way. What? Dad, pull over, it's Brit. What are you doing here? I'm going to that stupid ballet thing, duh. You think I could talk to Kayla? Her dad took her to the doctor. Can she call me when she's back? Of course. <laughs> you need to tell her dad that you don't know where she is. No. Hey, what happened to your face? Looks like you got hit. Is there a bathroom nearby? Can we pull over now? I'm scared. She can't be trusted to talk to Brittany's dad. Daddy! Where's your friend? Oh. Whatever this game is that you're playing, it's over. Where's Brittany? Get off me! Get out of here! I'm going to the police. Brittany! How do you want to do something really bad? I pushed her. She fell. So the lie actually is one of the only ones that actually came out technically earlier than everything else. It's still it's technically a 2020 film, but it was it was it, they went by a different name and it was released in 2018 at uh, streamed at like some kind of a festival or something like that. I think it was called like Between the Earth and Sky or something like that, which is I don't know why, but sitting at a 42% of Rotten Tomatoes, the IMDb description is a father and daughter on their way to dance camp when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. This was directed by Vina Sud, who did The Salton Sea in 2016. And she did the TV show The Stranger, which just came out this year. Apparently, it's somewhat popular. I believe she's the most well-known out of any one of these directors, by the way. Uh, and I would say they're the caster is probably the most well-known, too. So this part uh, stars Peter Sarsgaard as Jay, Marielle Enos as Rebecca, Joey King as Kayla, Cass Anvar as Sam, Patty Kim as Detective Kenji, and Devery Jacobs as Brittany. So, Marco, I'll start with you, because actually, it's only me and you, so... Obviously, I have to actually. Talk we to you. should probably just wait and listen to see if the bill's here. <laughs> no, okay. The bill! <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it three times. Up. Hey guys, oh, it's gonna be in unison. Never mind. Yeah, it's like the Candyman. So, <laughs> Marco, what did you uh, what did you think about it overall? It was okay. I would say I, yeah. I, same thing. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not a must watch for me. I think yeah. I, th- I thought of a way to describe this movie, and I just sit there and think that this is one of those movies where 
if you're kind of having trouble sleeping and you don't really want to fully invest in something and you don't know if you really have the time to invest in something and you start watching just whatever comes on, 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 on your, on your queue. And then you're like, if I don't invest in this, I'll just knock out and fall asleep. If I do like it, well, I'll continue watching it. And that's probably the best way I can describe this movie because that's yeah. how I watched it. It was late at night and I was like, oh man, this one's going to be rough. I watched it in parts, like in three parts, I think. I um, For me personally. I wasn't knocking out, but I sure as hell wish I would have knocked out and then finished it the next day. But unfortunately, I stayed up till like 2 a.m. Oh, wow. watching this movie. And it's like I said, it's it's not completely horrible like i i like the the performances i think peter sarsgaard did incredible in this job he's this uh, he's a did yeah. good uh even joey king who actually is from season one of fargo is one of the earlier works that i've seen her in i think probably the only one i've seen her in aside from the lie i i think the performances were great they had really good chemistry it was believable they were a family i'll but say that plot, much too. yeah i think the plot was just the kind pl- of yeah. Kind of middle of the road for me. I want to it had it the had plot, potential. Don't get me the wrong. The plot's a little, it's too it's a little too slow. I think like man, it kind of like we get it at a certain point. It just kind of keeps nailing at the same thing over and over. Like not not just know, that, um, but it it's kind of a bummer when the title of the movie kind of like ruins it for you and even ruins the I guess the bill isn't here, but I'll say it, the twist. It, it, when it ruins, you know, it I didn't for even you think about and, that in a way. Yeah, because <laughs> actually, just, well, hold on here. Think about it. it. Technically, they're lying about the event to like the police and to the father, and it turns out. I mean, we're still not trying to f- fully spoil it to a point, but we're kind of like, and it turns out everything is a lie overall. Like, oh no, this isn't it, and it's just like it's a ploy for Kayla to kind of get her parents into yeah. a situation where they can rekindle their their love for each other because they're uh, divorced and such like that. So. And it, you know, it it was just kind of maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm not an expert liar, but when the family was trying to get their story together, they did a shitty job. And I'm like, you think you do a little better job at at making sure? Okay, guys, oh, and this not is the to plan. mention the fucking amount of things left back, like bitch's phone is in the car. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like, I, I had know- a question though, Marco. Why did they show the shot of the chick? Like, was that just them thinking, or was that him? believing that she was out of the water it was, or something it was the it was the mom rebecca and it was her thinking worst case scenario oh uh, okay because they never crazy. i was like did she die it's crazy because she was kind of like more of the conscious like the the inner conscious of the family mm-hmm. where she was the only one thinking of worst case scenarios i think she had like two there were two scenes where she like had imagine what uh, would have like, what was actually happening then Is yeah that what those are supposed to, okay that makes sense yeah and i guess i guess that sort of makes up for the fact that their their lies were just completely like and not to mention by the police dad was a nutcase man i'm like okay buddy get a little handsy there slow down <laughs> yeah slow down he, he obviously had issues and it kind of showed why it was so easy for him to lie and be like no no no, no. this is what we're gonna do we're gonna yeah. follow this plan but at the same time, he wasn't necessarily a mastermind, so he couldn't. No, no, get... I'm talking about not not Jay, not Peter Scar. I'm talking about Britney's dad, Sam. That showed. Oh, up. Sam. Oh, he yeah, seemed like he was a little a too. Yeah, and I was like, we get it. And but then when when Jay and Rebecca are trying to like plot plot uh, plant like the phone and shit at one point, and then like he <laughs> shows up, and, bro, they are doing such a terrible job <laughs> taking phone calls in the backyard. I was like, what are you doing? It is, and it's not just that they're they're on the phone; it's that they're talking full volume too. And yeah, I'm like, and he's I'm like, hold on. Sure he's like, he's on talking. He's like, I'll be right there. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> Damn he's it! Making hella loud noises as he's digging the hole too. I will say and it it gave me those vibes though, Marco, of like. um somewhat like this could i don't i know you haven't seen the new twilight zone uh, on cbs uh all access or whatever the fuck it's called yeah but this seems like this would have been like a a twilight zone kind of episode of like basically them realizing that they i guess in a way like they're the parents become so enthralled into the story that they'll do anything they want to do to kind of free Caleb from it, I guess, is what I'm getting this, at. This also reminds me of, like, an early 90s movies plot. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, there or were this two, is a, li- there this two, a Lifetime there movie, movies. bro. 
yeah, there were two movies. Movie. There was one with Macaulay Culkin and one with Edward Furlong where it had a similar, it was oh, a similar the, the plot. Steps, the stepson? Yeah. <laughs> the stepson, there was that. We had kind of that vibe to it. And also like, uh, like a merger with this Edward Furlong movie where it was the same thing where, where, you know, something could kind be, of yeah. this could be an early, This could be like an early 90, 93, yeah. 94 kind of film it, it, with just that, cell phones, basically. Yeah, exactly. Except that, I can see it, that it just didn't quite hit its mark, really. Like, yeah, it, I agree. It's one of those movies that definitely it has. I'll say a good. It does have good performances, but it's just the and then by the end the twist I thought was just so fucking stupid too. When yeah, it got to like, the point too, but I did like that. In a way, I like that final scene. I, I will say this much: where they realize they fucked themselves, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me, right?" Yeah, I and I then, liked it. I just yeah. I felt that the punchline was it just wasn't there. No, it, no, I it agree. felt flat. And I, I I agree. I I liked the ending. I was like, "Wow, this is totally this this really took doesn't end nice." A turn. Actually, it's the only movie. No, there's two movies. Okay, this yeah. is one of four movies that well, out of the two. There's two movies that don't. Two movies end nice. Two end movies don't. So and and really, those decisions that they made towards the end, the two parents, Jay and Rebecca didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me like i guess no. No, I guess, maybe it's because i had already i had already Although, know what the twist was along that i was like oh okay so you knew what like, it was oh yeah. i didn't i didn't, well, I didn't well, know yeah I, like the title spoils it i was like okay no i thought they, the title was just talking about them lying about the fucking thing like they're just lying no this is no i i was like oh it's like a double they, they were, it's a double mean technically the, yeah because the the wife's flash yeah. the, or not her flashbacks but her imagination what her her worst case scenario thoughts yeah. so those flashes kind of made me think. Wait and then the fact they don't show you so. the interaction between Kayla and Brittany, I'm like, I wonder yeah. why they didn't show it. But I mean, I just didn't catch on, I guess. But it also was just I didn't give a fuck. Truthfully, I was like, I don't really. Okay, sure. <laughs> that that too. I was like, okay, cool. So I mean, overall, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not a must watch. You can put it on his background noise if you really need to. But this is definitely not. Um, yeah, at, at least it's not that long. None of these are really that long. They're like ninety minutes. No, so. this one's this is like an hour twenty five or some shit. I think it's pretty short. This is it's the, one the shortest, shortest one. I think. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I would say mm, this is a skip for me. Yep, I agree. Okay, and that brings us to the next film in the Bloomhouse series, or this series at least, Black Box. Who's there? You need breakfast. I'm fine. I wasn't asking. Nolan Wright, involved in a car accident, resulting in the death of his wife. Is there anyone else who can pick you up? He's just running a little late today. And severe memory loss. If this happens again, we're going to have to notify child services. I believe that I can reverse your condition. We should give it a shot, right? Come with me, please. We call this headset the black box. An immersive virtual pathway to your memories. I like to begin with something I call the safe room. When, when you push, push the crown of the watch, you will be in your subconscious. Are you ready? So this one has a 76% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And the plot to this one is, after losing his wife and his memory in a car accident... A single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. This one's directed by Emmanuel Ose Kafour. I hope I'm not Kifor? botching I think his Kifor. name. Kafour? Kafour? Yeah. Yeah. Emmanuel Ose Kafour. Man, I'm totally killing his name. I apologize. Oh, no. it's It might get worse for you here. Yeah. <laughs> James gave me the tough one here. It stars uh, Mamadou Athi as Nolan, Felicia Rasad as Lillian. Amanda Christine as Ava, Tosin Marahonfula as Gary, and Charmaine Bingwa as Miranda. I apologize 100% for botching all those names. Mamadou Athey's all listening to this shit. He's going to be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, this guy can't fucking read. No, I really, these are tough to pronounce. I apologize. I should have done my homework, but uh, here we go. We're just shooting from the hip today. And I like it. Yeah. We're just going to go with it. So, James, since our dear friend Bill isn't joining us today, 
And yes, that's going to be a, <laughs> We're going to bring that up every out. time. We're bring it up every <laughs> single time. Uh, what did you think about this one? Yay or nay? This is actually a yay, but it's like a slight yay. I mean, it can go either or. I think we, t- we talked about this a little bit going into this. Yeah. This is probably one of the better of the four overall, but uh, it still is really slow-paced. And it, for a movie with this kind of story, I told you that this probably would have worked better as like an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Which, and I think Hands technically there probably has been like an episode of Black Mirror that already has done something like this. So it's almost like I probably have seen it done better though. Truth be told, I don't think it needed to be an hour and 30 minutes long. And I think we get the point of the memories, but I will say I liked, once again, I will say that these films all have really good performances. For instance, Mamadou Ethi as Nolan is really good. You really feel for him in his struggles. And I really liked the little girl too, Ava, yes. played by Amanda Christine. She's such, she's so adorable. And you can tell, like, it, there's some genuinely, mo- this is the most moving out of the four movies, I'll say that much. It has sequences uh, about with the father and daughter, and it's kind of like you just are feeling it. Like, damn, this is like really sucks for these kids. I think and, this one elicits a lot of emotion out of you, specifically because yeah. of the bond between Nolan and, and his daughter. Yeah, and he's trying. And I will say that the twist to it, I actually liked too, and I didn't see that coming because it just kind of pops up, and you realize that not everything is what it seems, and he's having these memories. Yeah, and this one definitely has a little bit of horror to it with the uh, what do they call it in this one? The crooked man or the fucking the dude that's walking like backwards? And, uh, yeah, we. Whatever. I mean, we they can call, call it. it the crooked they call man. they call it something. By the way, by the way, I watched the back behind the scenes. They talk. They call it something. It's, it's kind of like the broken man or some shit like that. But it, it makes sense, like of or what what's going man. on. Something like that. That's close. Yeah. And I actually liked that. It, it does show, and even at a certain point, Nolan's character changes, and he's down a different path at that point, and then it's kind of like his redemption arc in a way, which I liked. I'll just say, though, that it's just really, it's a slow-paced movie, though, unfortunately for me, and I wish that it was just, like I said, it would have been a better if it was an hour-long episode of, uh, like, Black Mirror is what I'm getting at, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I really enjoyed it, even though it's, it, like James said, it's not... A solid movie. It's a yay for me. I, I like the performances. I think that's like James was saying. That's one of the strong points. I think of all these movies <laughs> is the fact that these actors have such good chemistry with each other. The performances yeah. are believable. James is saying the the father Nolan and his daughter Ava really they they really hit their mark. You can believe it's a mother it's a father daughter relationship, and the fact that she's trying to help her dad so much and trying to reclaim his memories and and be the man that she once knew. I think that's a very touching aspect of the story. I do agree that it probably would have been better as an episode of either Black Mirror or The Twilight Zone. Yeah. But this one it, has it, this one has that vibe the most out of all four, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. It's it's something that's even been touched upon in Black Mirror, you know, specifically with the whole like experimental treatment. Black Mirror mm-hmm. did something different, of course. It was more kind of like a VR experiment. But yeah. I, I still think that it, it had that sort of influence from it. I also liked how different it was with the horror and how whenever Nolan was inside the experiment, he couldn't see the faces of the people he was seeing in his memories. They were all kind of blank and, and, and distorted. Yeah. And it, it gave that Black Mirror, Twilight Zone type of vibe. It, it 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 just made it that much more kind of original. It even sort of borrows from, and I may be reaching a little bit, but a bit of Get Out also. It's like an amalgam of all those ideas into one, and I like that. I like how he yeah. was kind of struggling with his identity and who he was. He was trying to just figure out what the mystery was behind his amnesia, you know, aside from like the accident that he had and it, it still worked for me. Yeah. It, it went a little, you know, too long for a movie, even though it's only like an hour and 20 oh, minutes man. long. Yeah, I know. It's not that long. And it, it, the pacing is a little slow, but I think the it's, it's worth the payoff. I think in the end, I'll say if anything, if it's, it's a relatable get out, like cause the guy, main guy's being manipulated into a situation that yeah. he wasn't aware of or part of to begin with. So, um, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that one. For the most part, even then, even though I'm saying yay on it, it's like a slight one. Like only if you're out of options to yeah, watch to, anything else. To kind a of thing. point, I, I would say 
if you have to watch one of these, I'd say this one is one of them. Just because of how more original to a point. Yeah, it, it borrows ideas from different works, but mm-hmm. how it utilizes those ideas and incorporates them into the story, I think, adds a bit of originality to it. And it's, I mean, it, it's a it's a touching story, I think, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I, I do like how it wraps up at the end, too. I will say that yeah. much. Yeah, and that's that's all I really have to say about that. So let's move on to the wait. Third we film we here, forgot guys. to ask the bill. And the bill, what do you think? Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Let's move on to the one movie that the bill would have been an expert at: Evil Eye. Hey. Hey. Have we met? Wow, I use that line a lot. <laughs> I'm Sandeep. Pallavi. Beautiful name. Thank you. Emma, um, I've met someone. Palu, this is such good news. I've been praying for a good man for you. Can you give me his date of birth? You're not checking our horoscopes. Talk to your daughter. Astrology is unscientific nonsense. Hmm. Are you wearing a bracelet? Yes. Good. It will protect you, darling. If you're not careful, bad things could happen. So, tell me about your last relationship. She wasn't who I thought she was. What does that mean? She tried to kill herself. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's to. It's okay. He's rich, cute, and good with babies. No wonder we've hardly seen you this last month. Is your mom happy? I thought she was. I don't want you to fall in love with the wrong man. Why can't you just be happy for me? Palu, don't take it too hard. Your mother was in a very bad relationship. How bad? He was dangerous. She never really recovered. I don't think he ever went away. He is Sandeep. Sandeep is him. So this one came out. This is uh, the third movie in the Blumhouse collection of this part one. These were released, by the way, two at a time, so... They sort of partnered them up, I guess, to do like a double feature. So the Lion Black Box came out, and then it came. Then the following week, Evil Lion Nocturne came out. Makes sense. So that long. Yeah. So they made them like you can watch them, and I think they're supposed to be thematically kind of closer to each other to a point. I I mean, kind of. Uh, Evil Eye sure. sitting at a forty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the IMDb description is: A superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is a reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her thirty years ago. This is directed by Ilan Dasani and Rajiv Dasani. This stars Sarita Chaudhary as Usa, Usha, sorry, Usha, Sunita Mani as Palavi, Bernard White as Krishnan, and Omar Mascati as Sandeep. So, Marco, yeah, your name, what'd you think? Let me think. Hmm. I, I wanted to like this movie. <laughs> I really did. There's a lot of aspects that I would say I liked, but I I'm probably in the same boat as you. Yeah, I I like like I said, the, these movies have a lot of inclusivity, a lot of um, new actors that that are coming onto the big screen that that probably wouldn't have gone a shot, you know, in Hollywood otherwise. And I like the aspect of this movie, especially I this liked. one. I would say. Yeah, same same here. Yeah. Uh, I I liked seeing uh, Sunita Mani as as Pallavi because she's from. Uh, Mr. Robot. So I enjoyed that aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. The the plot. Hmm. It it's like a it <laughs> it, <laughs> it almost had me. One. I think this one probably would have been better as just a, an episode of of a TV show, also like a Twilight Zone or something, or I mean, like a, some, some like a fucking. Yeah, it, this one goes on too long too. I think this one's a little bit longer, and it's almost it, it like does. fuck. We get it. <laughs> it does but go also, on. It, it, the 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 plot itself, everything that that the mom Usha is going through and everything, it it wasn't sold for me. And and even with the reveal, it it still wasn't. I still wasn't bought in. Was it was like, so oh, okay. sudden, dude. Like we get little yeah. hints that maybe I would I wish they had played with the idea that maybe Upsha's just really superstitious, obviously. And yeah. once again, I I don't know if this is something that's common in the Indian culture, but I I feel like they probably they probably were sharing a bit of how Indian culture is, especially with like the meetups and the arranged marriages and, and that's, how and that's they're the setting part- up. That's the part, James. That's where they lost the movie that I did like. I like the culture clash that Paul V had to encounter 
with yeah. you know, trying to appease her parents and her culture and at the same time being Americanized here and trying to acclimate to American culture and, and having that that tug of war with that because coming uh, I'm not you know from that culture but coming as a, a as a Hispanic you know Latino with with family from El Salvador and sometimes we have that culture clash as well too it's very understandable and relatable mm-hmm. and and sometimes those things do happen where you're like you know it's my family and they have their traditions and their cultures but also yeah. you know uh, it's it, that stuff doesn't work here for me so I that that aspect of it was very relatable and I like that but when it starts to get a little too like superstitious and 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 to what it actually happens is where it was like what the fuck man and i i I think (laughs) it has to do with the tone of the movie it doesn't have that tone it feels it it never it never felt like that up until the last like 25 minutes and then i was like i guess we're rolling with this story now yeah it it totally switches genre like mid movie and it's like oh because okay. up until then, cool. it could just it could have just been like in the same veins as like the lie and even fucking uh, black box of how like maybe this isn't really happening. Maybe this is just in their head. Or, but yeah. then it's like nope, never mind. It is so. Or or you know I I know the social commentary the movie is trying to make, which which I'm all for, and and it, it has to deal a lot with domestic abuse. And I think that for this movie, it probably would have worked if it was just straightforward. If that was just the horror aspect of it. And I, I think I know... it's that Marco, and also it's something about breaking the like the same traditions that you're always you're not always locked in. This is what they're trying to say. I think is like you're not locked into the same things that your parents had to go through in order right. to get to this point. And I think the whole sand deep thing is that it, it's like a continuation. It's like a non. It's a circle of like I don't know what's not corny, but it's like a circle of life. Like it's just it's just repeating itself over and over, especially with Usha and pa- uh, Plavi. So it's yeah, like, like you're like I you're not it. the sins of your parents type. Exactly. Of thing. But then they throw that to you in like the last fifteen minutes. It gets hella weird. I'm like, what the fuck? Are we actually watching a horror film now or what? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It should have chosen one direction or another. It it should have chosen either that or it should have chosen you know the whole like supernatural aspect of it. But but still, like, it, it it did do a good job at 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 least showing the horrors of being like in a abusive relationship or being with someone that's, Those situations, that's abusive. Yeah. And it was sort of akin to like Midsummer that did that. I know the Invisible Man tried to do that too, but in my opinion, like this movie and the Invisible Man didn't do that good of a job as much as Midsummer did. I think that you know if if you're gonna go that route, make sure you hit your mark. Because otherwise, you're just sort of distorting the message, and you're not. I think really... Invisible, I think Invisible Man did a great job doing that. <laughs> it it it. So. I I think Invisible Man did a better <laughs> job in this movie. I'll give it that. Oh, I'll give hands it that. down, yeah. But I think I think, I, I think Midsummer, in my opinion, did it way better, and I think was way more impactful because it did it in different such a... kind of different different budget too. I'd say. Yeah. True. Very true. Midsummer had a much bigger budget than possibly like all these movies combined. Yeah. But um, but again, the the good with this one, the performances, performances were good. The acting yeah. was really good. Again, the chemistry between the family was was done so well. Um, the bond that and I, I, know, I know we're talking about. Um, yeah, and even like Sandy, but I've never heard of Omar Muscati, but like he seemed like a pretty capable guy. It's just unfortunately, he's only working with what he has, and when he does his yeah. turn, it's kind of like okay. But he's a pretty charming guy up until then, you know, and he and. It's one of those things where I just kept seeing the bill in him every single time, so it was weird. <laughs> every fucking scene. James, like, uh, don't turn around, but there's something moving behind you. He's the evil eye. Well, now we know how to protect <laughs> ourselves from it. No, I think, uh, bitch. I, I think Omar Muscati did a pretty good job at playing a, a yeah. two-faced figure, so that worked for me. Yeah, it, so it, it's, it's, it's one it's of those just, things. It's like, yeah, I will it's say, though, out of all these, aspect. this is probably the worst one for me out of all four. Yeah, this one. Yeah, just because it gets it. so fucking random, it's just like this is okay. Maybe I would. It's yeah. between this one and the lie for me. This one just really. It, yeah. Yeah, I think I appreciated I, I the lie like, better after watching all four movies. It's like okay, I get there's it. There's a there's a scene at the end or towards the end with Pallavi and Usha that I think made me like this movie just a little bit more i kind of okay. like that no scene. that's and i was like i, I will I, say i i do look forward to sunita uh Mani's future stuff because i think she's a really good actress so i hope she gets more yeah. opportunities and 
Uh, and even like, I mean, yeah, like I think these guys are brothers, maybe with had the same last name or related somehow. Elon and Rajiv Dasani. So I'm assuming maybe this will open some more doors for them as well. Because I mean, the concept yeah, was so. cool. It's just, it's just the execution. And and I think that's a trend for almost all these movies is that you can tell these are not well seasoned directors, Marco. If that's if that's probably a fair statement to yeah, make. Yeah, they just need to refine their ideas a little bit more in their writing, and and they'll hit their mark. Yeah. But and, it's and that's that why getting, was, it's good the that they're getting the exposure. Too, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, how many freaking major Hollywood movies you see that are just fucking trash? That I would probably prefer one of these movies over those. You know. True. No touche. I I would say that these are um, akin to like if you guys. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time like Shutter films, like exclusive ones. It has a very much yeah. like a vibe, like a lot of those. So. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, for the most part. I was, uh, I wouldn't recommend this one just because I didn't like that landing part. But it sounds like maybe you would, though, Marco. I I think I would just for the overall commentary of it and the the performance fact wise that, too. Performance wise, yeah. um, the fact that it it is you know different, and it you know it's 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 more of an ethnic cast. Which you know is not just cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not something that is is uh, prevalent in in Hollywood right now. So I think that that's one of the reasons it deserves a watch. It's weird seeing a a, a movie, and then it's just like produced by Jason Blum, like during the uh, opening credits. You're like, what the hell, right? Of this yeah. kind of caliber. Look at stuff. All right. Yeah. Okay, and on to the final movie in this Blumhouse series, Nocturne. We heard your news. Juilliard, congrats, that's incredible. You're thinking of my sister B. She's going to Juilliard next year. What makes Vivian the star? Jules, I'll always be there for you. And you, whatever you are. What if I could be more? What if I could be great? All I need is a chance to prove myself. Moira Wilson was one of the finest musicians ever to grace this academy. We have decided to rerun the senior concerto competition in her memory. I stole Moira's theory book. She carved symbols all over the wall and threw herself out a third floor window. She was brilliant. The competition is a big opportunity. I have to beat her. Invocation. Moira's theory book. I've been reading it, studying it. Assurance. It's like it's talking to me. It's taking control. Triumph. You stole my piece. I knew you were jealous. Everybody else does too. Something's up with you, Jules. I won't be there to pick up the pieces. So this movie is sitting at 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the plot for this one is an incredibly gifted pianist makes a Faustian bargain to overtake her older sister at a prestigious institute for classical musicians. It's directed by Zoo Quirk, and it stars Sidney Sweeney as Juliet, Madison Eisman as Vivian, Jacques Coleman as Max, Ivan Shaw as Dr. Kask, and Julie Benz as Cassie. So, Nabil... Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting he's not here. Damn it. He's got the Jesus. evil eye What's wrong with me? I know. To watch just send me a text. Wait, what, what's behind me? Oh, okay. He said he said he liked it. I'm just kidding. How's he know? <laughs> Where are you? He just texted me right now. <laughs> he said, "Nice jacket." Wait, what? I'm not even wearing one. No. Uh, <laughs> so James, yeah. yes, yay sir? or nay on this one? What'd you think? Actually, yay. This is my favorite one out of all four, which blew my fucking mind. Um, didn't expect this at all. Maybe I was just getting excited to get these done. I don't know, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you were on the final stretch. You're like, I was like, fuck. Go, but I was actually enjoying it because I'll say this much: out of the four, this is probably the most horror movie. Like, out of the four, if that makes sense, uh, I that, you might yeah, not agree. That makes sense, but I I'll think it, it is. Maybe that's because that's what I was looking for too. Because I mean, truthfully, the way that they advertise these guys, they kind of made them sound like they're horror films, and they're not. They're really. they're more thriller. This they one, I, I agree, has this more one of a has more of a thing. It's kind of like a B grade uh, Black Swan is what I was comparing it to. Um, but there yeah, are some fair. pretty dark moments in this movie. I mean, for fuck's sake, there's some pretty gross moments. In all honesty, like Juliet finds a lot of tampons. Like a mix and... of Black Swan and Midsummer. Yeah, 
and I liked that. Like, especially, oh god, you know that makes sense now. Especially the imagery, Marco. Every time she goes back to that book, yeah, it's very uh, midsummer like. It's with it, the, it's um, it's yeah. If you look at the book, it pretty much tells you like the story, really, which is going on. But because I've creepy. seen that movie, I yeah. I know I knew like to look for that, and I was like, oh oh okay yeah see i i caught on to it and then it you know it starts out with like for i mean first two minutes of movie somebody kills themselves like straight up and it's like holy shit right and it's creepy like she's carving shit into the wall and it's i think it's musical notes or something and it just shows i don't know if it's uh, i mean this is where where it faltered for me was it is i mean very much like all the other four it's very it's pretty slow pace but i felt like it was a pretty good payoff in this i really liked the main lead in this one sydney sweeney uh, Marco, you said she's from a show? Yes, she is also in HBO's Euphoria. Which I swear to God, I'll finish now. before the end of the fucking year, okay? So, I, yeah, you would enjoy yeah. that show. She she does a great job in that, in that TV show also. I'm she's really good in this movie. Like, she was believable. I, I understood where she's coming from. And although I wanted a little more um, clashing between her and her twin sister, Vivian. Yeah, I understand by the end, like kind of what is going on, and it's kind of showing you just as enough to kind of hint that there's stuff going on with Vivian, and that she's not as, you know, not up on that pedestal as as everybody else in the school seems to think of her and such. And uh, quite frankly, it's kind of like, oh shit. So, I, I agree. This this one's also a yay for me, uh, for a lot of what you said, James. It's, yeah, the performances were great too. It was good to see Sydney Sweeney take on a lead role. She's more of a supportive role in, in Euphoria, so it was in the nice show? to see her. Yeah, yeah, in the show. Excuse me. Nice. And it was nice to see her acting chops in in this movie. I I do agree that the movie does suffer a little bit from not having enough exposition between the two sisters. I never really bought their their rivalry throughout the movie, except when they actually started doing mean shit to each other. I'm like, oh, okay. But it sort Which of I was felt... getting at, like, they're kind of pretty nasty shit to each other, man. <laughs> yeah. The tampon scene, for instance, I was like... That was pretty I messed mean, up. strange to say this, but... but really good cinematography, by the way, during that sequence. Yeah. And they have the creepy music playing as she's, like, holding it and it's dripping down her arms. I was like, this is fucking gross. Yeah, that, and I that mean, was that's the point reveal. <laughs> Yeah, it's the point. It's supposed yeah. to like get that shock factor out of you. And it was a very original yeah. shock factor too, because the fact that they utilized like tampons like that. Not not to you know say yeah. that that shit should be treated like that and everything. You know, it's a natural process. Whatever. It was a We're un- not that, yeah, but... unique unique way of showing it though. I'd yeah, say. To, yeah, and a unique way of using it against her. But I, I wish they would have showed more exposition of them growing up and seeing you know Vivian surpass Juliet in as far as her music talent. That would have been a little bit more believable, or even as they're going through school, just su- subtle things. It, I think it was a little too subtle. They just should have showed you a little bit more visually about that, because again, it just wasn't enough. I also think it would it should have been a little more horror than it was. I was like, you're. It, it I would have liked like, it to amp up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it may have been because of of budget constraints or or maybe time constraints, but it felt like Zucor kind of you know pulled pulled punches here. It, there were scenes in the music room where Juliet was practicing her piano, that they could have added more creep factor to it. It would have been nice to 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 see, you know, the the pack, the Faustian pack she made come more to fruition. Like, I don't know, show me like, uh, show me your. This is gonna sound bad, but show me your fingers bending or something like that. Like every time she hit a, a wrong something note or something, weird, her fingers yeah. would correct or something. Something creepy like that. I think would have added. I mean, more it, it's to basically it. like she's making a deal with the devil, right? Basically, to be yeah, great. I, 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 yeah, it's the devil's hand, and it's like almost. I still don't understand. I mean, I'll get into this kind of, kind of, kind of spoilish. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? With a uh, bender in hell, <laughs> yeah. stupid fingers. Sorry. Yeah, as you guys don't know, I've watched almost the whole fucking series. It's just yeah, really Fry hard to watch deal. nine series. <laughs> he makes a deal with the devil for the devil's hands so he can yes. like play music and stuff and he gives mm-hmm. the devil his stupid fingers. Yeah. There there you God. go. You didn't think there's gonna be a Futurama <laughs> reference in here, did you? But look at that, came right back for you boys and the girls. Um I still like so the whole point is like the previous person did the same thing, right? The the prodigy that kills herself, but it just gets to the point where like that's it. Like near the end, like you did your thing, like she does her her grand uh she doesn't even realize she's doing it. 
Yeah, and it and was she really just... for nothing. Yeah. Really. Or did she do it? Or did she actually just go up there and kill herself, basically? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was supposed to show that it was... A, it's a trap. It's a trap to begin with. <laughs> it's because a trap. Yeah, I mean, don't make deals with a... Guys, this is from Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets, remember? Don't don't be going off someone's journal, right? Yeah, don't make with some all the dark answers. deals because, you know, it's, it's... It's Lord Voldemort at the end of the day. Yeah. God damn it. They're selling you snake oil, sir. It's not going to work. You're just going to end up dying, and that's what yeah. happened. But like, that was going, the soul he took, basically, right? Like, got another one. Going back to the Black Swan reference, I, again, I'm not, not to say that movies need to be gory and stuff, but to add a little more freak nature, like, it, it would have been cool to see as they were, as, as Juliet was playing the piano intensely, like, break a nail or something. I don't know. Like, I don't think like, similar to Black to Swan, it, where her, like, her, like, her toenails break and stuff, you start to see, mm-hmm. you know, Something That's just normal happened. ballerina shit, though. Truth be told, yeah, but I think it, they were trying to show you how, in Black Swan in particular, they're showing how intense a ballerina's life is. And I mean, they should they they kind of show it with the hands, I guess, in this one, where she's putting it in water. And but it was still freaky the way Aronofsky yeah. shot it. It was still kind of like, eerie. yeah. But once again, once again, this is like, I know somebody I know. straight out of fucking uh, like film school and the guy that's been making movies for 12 years you know like okay we get it just needs a little refinement but if it would have been there it would have sold me 100 percent, and i would have been like oh wow this is i'll say this much zoo quirk definitely has like a future in filmmaking like yeah this one yeah this one was actually uh, it's one of the most well-rounded ones but i i still have I still have a problem either choosing this one or, or black box as my as as my top one because I think I would, both of these were, I would go with this one I think were the most th- this one as a horror movie I think works the most as a, as a yeah. horror movie as a film I think black box works a little better if that makes sense black box is more emotional and more something you can connect to but I, for me yeah. nocturne was the better of the two just because I overall enjoyed it more. I wasn't like looking at the clock to see how much time was left and shit. And I, I, I'll say it was shot probably the best out of all four films. It was. There's some really good cinematography in this one, and it, it's not, it's not. I don't, I know maybe it wasn't the director, it, it the cinematographer was probably did a good job. But I mean, solid it, did, shit, it did have one of my favorite scenes <laughs> where <laughs> where Julia does something really fucked up to her music instructor. Well, I mean, not that he's uh, any. Uh-oh. It, not like he's not guilty, but still, it was a really fucked up scene, and I was fucking Dr. dying Cast, when she does yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah. Shit. If you watch, the I movie, thought it was hilarious know. where Vivian just throws a fucking cake at him for fuck's sake. <laughs> Cause, cause, just well, a whole cake. She just throws point. it out of him like, "Bitch, is you all right?" <laughs> La- lastly, I do like the fact that it revolved around music. I'm a huge music fan. James is too, and I think yeah. that added a lot more to the enjoyment of this one. Specifically, piano because it's such a beautiful instrument, and it's so awesome to see someone go hand on the piano. I genuinely liked uh, Doctor Cass talking to the parents and breaking down, and even talking to Juliet later about how, no matter what, it's kind of a true statement in a way. I know it's fucked up, but like those guys all were like prodigies, like Mozart and stuff. He, yeah, that's a good point. When he brings that up, I like his monologue. I when he's just like that too. I was like, oh, it's kind of fucked up if you think about it. but he has a point. It's fucking true. But every it's like every modern person is just trying to impersonate these old people. But it's like, dude, if you weren't already doing this when you were five years old, you're never gonna get to their like their level. And yeah. it's like, oh my god, he's right. <laughs> yeah. In I terms mean, of classic guys, music course, because that's a separate musical, whole thing. Yeah, these were musical geniuses. They teaches they teach classes about these people, you know. And it and then when the mom even brings up like, do like kids even listen to this stuff anymore? Like, what's gonna happen in ten years when all the older folk are like dead and shit like that love this music then he brings up a point of like the reason why they're so such like these uh they're 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 endless through time and it's kind of like a whole like yeah. uh, commentary on and like then, and then it gets the kind of ruined when stuff. you find out he's a piece of shit but you know it happens no no yeah <laughs> yeah which yeah, adds no, to it. his statement i mean yeah, but that yeah. doesn't make a statement less true it, it is kind of true i i did like his defense of music i was like yeah Take I was that. like, shit. I, I never thought of it that way. That's why. And I was like, interesting way to look at it. So take that. Overall, though, I would uh, I would recommend this one. I would say out of any four, uh, Black Box and this one. But this one gets a slight edge for me overall. So Yeah, I would say this one's a bit easier watch and feels more like a mainstream movie. 
Uh, Black Box still has a bit of that indie feel to it, but I would still recommend that one too. I'd, I'd say out of all of them, those those two for sure, I would recommend if you had the to two watch that Marco got to introduce were the better, and then I got I got the shit ones. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Don't don't worry. Let me cover the uh, the lie and it evil was, eye. It was Nabil's will, dude. He I know he, he made me. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, I can tell. So that is everything with the Blumhouse films. Overall, though, I do want to have some closing thoughts on this one, guys. Um, so, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about it already, Marco, for the most part. Like, it seems like those two are the two standouts out of these four. The other two you probably could skip. But, I mean, if you're going to go through them all, yeah. you can, they're, not a, they're not a long watch at all. As no. we talked about, like, um, Evil Eye and um, The Lie, I think, are only hour and a half or something like that hour 40 though, though the less enjoyable ones did feel a little um, bit longer i was looking at my watch i don't yeah, have a watch i, mean, I was, I was after looking after a while i'm like when the f- <laughs> when the fuck is this <laughs> happening uh i thought you were gonna say motherfucker say that, you don't own a watch no i was gonna say for the most part though i still i was telling marco even before we started i still appreciated the whole thing it seems like jason blum is a pretty legit producer and the fact that they are aiming for this particular kind of um, categories of filmmaker and even cast of filmmakers of color and women or, you know, a combination of both is yeah pretty pretty great stuff, especially I with, agree. I was telling them, like, how hard it is to make movies and giving these people a spotlight, especially Prime Videos, I mean, with streaming right now, especially, uh, being our pretty much slightly, pretty much the only way we watch things is pretty big, you know? So this definitely is getting a lot more probably views than it probably would have gotten. And uh, apparently they planned this even ahead of the whole pandemic. So, like, this was going to happen regardless. But um, I would say, overall, it was enjoyable. I still had fun doing this. And it was yeah, good to s- kind of expose herself to the unknown of directing and cast for the most part. Uh, don't be wrong. Each one had somebody that we probably recognized from something. But they weren't always, like, a main character. So, it's, it's nice to see them. Especially in this, in this instant, like... Um, Seeing Sydney Sweeney and Sunita uh, Mani in their respective films, that was really cool to see that. And even in Black Box, like Mamadou Athi, now I'm probably a guy that I'm going to keep an eye out for because I really Same. enjoyed his role. So no, I, I, th- I think watching all of them really does help make them more memorable. Each movie is very different from each other, which is something that I really enjoyed. Like Jam yeah. said, giving these directors and these actors exposure, especially them coming from different backgrounds, I think it's something that's it's very much needed nowadays and if anything the pandemic hopefully helped them even more because what else are we going to watch right now and everyone's most likely you know staying home and streaming stuff from home so hopefully that helps get these people's names out there and it it gives you a little bit of hope and it's like hey there you know for people saying there nothing came out like there there was quite a lot of movies that came out in 2020 just you got to go out and see them you know and marco knows that and netflix hulu prime video there's plenty to choose from guys it just takes you to Get out of your comfort zone, I think, and watch something that maybe isn't up to the standards or a little lower budget than you maybe used to. I think a lot of people may be surprised by a yeah. lot of these movies. So do do a free trial or do what we do if you trust someone. Yeah. Share your account, man. You know, split split the diff. Oh yeah, split for Prime the diff. By the way, if you don't have Prime shipping or fucking set up in 2020, you're fucking yourself. By the way. Uh yeah, just a heads, <laughs> just right a heads now, up, dude. Just a heads up. If you're not buying shit from Amazon, I know they're an evil corporation. Blah blah. Whatever you want to say, but we're that trying Prime to make Jeff Bezos a quadrillionaire. Right now. Yeah, Jeff Bezos just sent us a fucking check. Just kidding. Hey Marco, real quick. So that second half is coming out in 2021. We'll probably do that one. Uh, maybe maybe Nabil will join us for that one. Who knows? Um, what do you want to see out of those right films? Nabil. <laughs> so what do you want to uh what do you think uh for the second four uh the final to c- create the eight i guess what do you want to see out of those four i say we i say we do them and and make this make the 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 plum house part two yeah no but i'm saying for me personally the second half i hope i hope some of them are more like horror films i hope that's what oh, as far as for. what i what i wish they they are yeah. uh i Maybe not all horror movies. Like I would like two of them. Maybe maybe two of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe different genres. Try to. I mean, it would be nice to see a comedy. I don't know if if Blumhouse will will do. I think a comedy. In that I think that not. what they're going for though is the still the dark thriller. So it's gonna still be something like this. Like, 
Um, they've done they've done other things by the way. Blumhouse has done other movies. They they rarely go oh, out then, of horror because horror is an case, easier film to kind of. Then, go then in with that case, it's, it's easy. It's easy for me. Psychological thriller and do a slasher. Do a straight slasher movie. Oh, that'd be cool, man. I, I think, think uh, if amazing. you've looked it up, Gigi Salguero is kind of a pretty big up and coming. Um, I believe she's Mexican horror director. So I'm looking forward to hers probably the most. Nice. Out of the four, so I think hers might be more closer to something like that. Maybe even like a zombie flick would be cool. But oh, I know they have be to nice. stay within budget. I know they got to stay within budget, so I don't know if that's going to be anything they, different or not. But they could pull it off. Cool. Maybe even uh, an apocalyptic movie. Yeah, something like that. You can do that stuff for these days. In like a abandoned kind of look or something like that. I don't know. It. I, I'm looking forward to it though. Like I, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's definitely it adds to our our list of movies we've seen now too. Right, knocked out four more for us. Yeah, but it's one of those things that hey, at least we did it. And now we we like we said, we've now gotten a taste of what these guys have, and I I, I look forward to all four of these directors doing future stuff because I think all of them had. At least, even in the ones we didn't like too much, there were still aspects of it that we, we enjoyed, I think. so. Oh, yeah. Like I said, a little bit of refinement, and, and these movies are, are hits. The, yeah. The ideas, I think, although some, some aspects of them were, were borrowed from other works, it, it, they're still, for the most part, original. And I, I agree. I would look for the works of these people in, in the near future. With that, that is the end of the pod. See, look at that. Kept it, kept it short for you guys. Short and sweet. Four movies. I like them. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for all the feedback, response, and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Uh, well, I just got a text from Nabil, and he just uh, told me that you're not going to be able to reach us until he gets back. So we have to wait, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. That's weird, bro. He just sent me a text saying he's getting on in 10. Does he not know that we're... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Ooh, no, ch- I didn't check us he's still out. getting on today. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Let us know if you found a bill where <laughs> we, we might start an open investigation. I've put also, posters out around my neighborhood, even though he doesn't live out here anymore. People are like, who? Who the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, he's remember, in St. Louis, though. Remember he's shirtless and he still has socks on? Yeah. Kind of weird. I know. He's wild. They're just Nike. they got the red, the black swoops on them. So just look for the black swoops on his socks. You'll know it's him. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, he's not also, running either. He just he just thinks you're comfy. The drive fit. It's fine. He's, he's <laughs> just walk. He's just speed walking. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Also, <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. <laughs> We missed a bill. Can you guys tell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode or a bill with the socks on. Make sure you give us five stars. Please rate us, like us, share us. Grab really your parents' you. phones, log into the Apple thing, hit a five. It's easy. I do it every week. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Or if you're if you if you're a parent, grab your kid's phone and do it now. Just just go on there and say a review. Ra- random strangers, it. they're asking for your number, ladies. Grab it. Go to the podcast section real quick. Look <laughs> us up. Hit a five. Back it out and be like, here you go. Put your put my number in there. It's easy. <laughs> so tune in next time, guys. We're hopefully Nabil will be back. Episode eighty six. We're going to be reviewing the new Netflix exclusive film from David Fincher, Mank, as well as a special mini review of Never Say Never Again, the nineteen eighty three Sean Connery 007 film. Which we do want to mention, rest in peace, Sean Connery. As you know, we are the 007 podcast. Podcast. And uh, unfortunately, Sir Sean Connery passed away as of this uh, recording. So at the age of 90. So he lived a long, boisterous life and um, solid film. He is always our... He's always our uh, James Bond, and uh, we were, we told you guys we'd do it. Unfortunately, this is under different circumstances. Coming a little earlier. I think we but, uh, we are legend. gonna see the yeah we're gonna see the non Aeon produced film 1983, and I think the boys are gonna have a a real good time <laughs> with this one. I'm gonna tell you right now. So stay tuned. Yeah. It's technically the finale because technically at this time last uh, 
we were supposed to be reviewing No Time to Die right now on this one, so this would have been the episode. So this it's only fitting place. that we do. Yeah, and I, I truthfully, I think, truthfully, Marco, I think you're gonna find some things you like about it. Especially, it's such a throwback to Bond shit. You're gonna be like, oh, this makes me feel good because uh, I think oh, when yeah. we had done those originally, man, it was pretty good time, man. Things gonna be a fun and also a rough watch, you know. We we lost. It's gonna be those things so bad, so good. I think, but um, yeah. Truthfully, it's it's his last performance as his too, so I think it's only only fair for us to do that. So tune in next time, though. But until then, this is James and Marco. Have a good one.